are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. Happy Friday, everybody. The Timberwolves are in Oklahoma City tonight to take on Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari and the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're going to spend today's show previewing the game, what to expect in the first of four meetings between the two division rivals. Um, a little crazy. It's the first time the Wolves have seen the Thunder this year. And uh, we're going to we're going to spend most of this episode talking about, I guess, the first portion talking about the Thunder season so far in order to set the stage for the game on Friday. And then we'll go through my keys to the game for the Timberwolves. Um, obviously, injury report, all, the, all that stuff today as well. Um, the Thunder are going to be a really intriguing matchup for the Wolves, and they're kind of in a unique spot as a team as well. So we'll get into all of that here today. First of all, uh, just some notes on the Thunder in case you haven't been paying super close attention to OKC. They've, uh, they're kind of a nondescript team at this point. Um, the... Uh, the roster is basically Chris Paul, Danilo Gallinari, Stephen Adams, and then a, a bunch of guys. I mean, those three are clearly the best players on the team, and there's really not much else to write home about for this team at all. There's been a lot of talk about Shea Gilgis-Alexander just based on his 18 points a game, um, and, and basically there's a lot of similarities between his game and what we saw early in Andrew Wiggins' career for much of the first part of Andrew Wiggins' career. Um Gilgis Alexander is is really a volume scorer at this point. He provides a little bit in ter- for his size, um, for rebounding and assists, and he's just not an efficient shooter. And he's still just twenty one, so obviously there's a lot of room there. But at this point, he doesn't contribute much to the game outside of volume scoring. So, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in, in the keys to the game. Um, Dennis Schroeder comes off the bench. He's kicked around for a while with Atlanta and Oklahoma City, but he is also a, a volume scorer and not a good defender. Um, he averages almost 29 minutes a game off the bench, over 15 points a game, but he shoots only 44% from the field and 30% from three. He also, um, he'll spend some time playing alongside Chris Paul in the backcourt in, in really a two-point guard look for the uh, for the Thunder when they when they go small. Um, and he's another player that, you know, may come along as, a, as one of the, I guess, marquee names for this team, but doesn't really provide much on court value. Um, and really, as mentioned, this, this game is basically all about Chris Paul, Steven Adams and Danilo Gallinari. And those three are, are legitimately good players. And if the Thunder get much of a leap from anybody else on this roster, if they make any moves, it, it could be a playoff roster still, uh, because of how good those top three are. Um, and, uh, they're, they're certainly carrying the weight for this Thunder team. Um, wanted to mention the Thunder schedule so far. So the Thunder sit here at eight and 12. They've had a really unique schedule um, so far this season. They're coming off of a loss to the Pacers at home on Wednesday. So they've been at home since Wednesday. The Wolves, of course, lost in Dallas on Wednesday. So they took a, uh, I've done the Oklahoma City to Dallas flight numerous times. It's like a 45 minute flight when you're flying commercials. So they took probably a 30 minute flight from, from, uh, from Dallas to Oklahoma City on Wednesday. So both teams have been hanging out in OKC for the last couple of days. So far this year, the Thunder have, they're 8-12. and 12. Of their eight wins, they've beaten the Golden State Warriors three times already, and they've beaten the New Orleans Pelicans three times already. So 
it's it's extremely weird. But they have eight wins. Six of them are against two teams. Their only other wins are a home win against the Sixers, which of course is a very nice win, and a home win against Orlando a few weeks ago. That's that's it. Um, first of all, it's weird that they've played both Golden State and New Orleans three times already. I don't think the Wolves have played anybody three times yet. And then it's also weird that they've beaten each of those teams all three times. And, uh, I mean, um, that it's just very strange. So I guess everybody else, if you take out Golden State and the Pelicans, the Thunder are 2-12. and 12. Um, I guess that's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is that's solid coaching to beat. It's hard to beat any team three times. And, and recently, the uh, the Thunder beat the Pelicans in a home-and-home home, uh, just last uh, prior to beating the Pacers on or losing to the Pacers on Wednesday. So a weird schedule so far for the Thunder. Um, and and really, you know, 2-12 and 12 against all teams that aren't the Pelicans or the Warriors. So um, it, it's a weird 8-12. and 12. Um, their point differential is very similar to the Wolves. The Wolves are 10 and 10, so only two games better with a negative 1.1 point differential. The Thunders is a negative 1.2. So, you know, it, you can make the argument they've played similar basketball so far this year, but at least the Wolves have had a little bit of a, um, they've had some more diversity in their wins. And also they've split two games against a number of teams. They haven't really been able to sweep anybody. They've split two games against the Jazz. They split their two games against the Wizards. I guess they lost both games to Memphis. Um, but the Wolves have uh, have been a lot more all over the map. The Thunder have been more consistent in that they're beating the same teams over and over and losing everybody else. Um, so they've they've already lost to the Pacers twice. They've lost to the Lakers twice. Uh, they've lost to the Trailblazers twice. So I think, I guess we, we don't know exactly what to expect since the Thunder and Wolves haven't played yet this year, but it is, a, it is an interesting matchup as we'll get into in our next segment. Um, in terms of injuries headed into this game, the Thunder won't have Terrence Ferguson, um, who he played in their last game. He's played in 19 of their 20 games so far, um, but he's going to be out with a hip injury and he's a regular starter for them. So that's significant. Um, Hamadou Diallo has been out for a couple of weeks with an elbow injury and he would probably normally step into the starting lineup. And of course they've been without Andre Roberson all year. Um, so the Thunder are already extremely thin outside of their their big three and a couple of guys and and Gilgis Alexander and Schroeder that are consistent in terms of playing time and scoring. But this team now is much thinner with no Diallo and no Ferguson. Um, so not exactly sure what they'll even do in terms of their starting lineup. I, I doubt Schroeder starts. Um, I think they'll probably want to keep him coming off the bench. So maybe it's Deontay Burton or somebody like that. Um, but... That that certainly hurts the Thunder. Uh, Ferguson is at least a somewhat consistent performer for them, um, and then for the Wolves, rather surprisingly, they they issued a uh, an injury report on Thursday evening that had uh, Carl Anthony Towns on it as probable with right knee tendinopathy. Um, so that's probably nothing, but still kind of weird. Um, and then questionable Andrew Wiggins with a left thumb sprain, which kind of came out of the blue. Um, I don't think anybody really was aware of that. Uh, being the thing. Um, and I, I, yeah, I, beyond that, I'm not really sure what, what the deal is there. We'll see if there's any additional news and shoot around on Friday. I'm sure that uh, Timberwolves PR will put something out um, and there will be an update from Ryan Saunders. So stay tuned to that because that was, Wiggins has, of course, historically played very well against the Thunder. Um, and whether that really means much, who knows, but he had the big game in, in Saunders, the 40 point game in Ryan Saunders coaching debut as interim coach last year. He had the big buzzer beater in Oklahoma city. 
um, at the start of the Jimmy Butler year a couple of years ago, um, that first week of the season, um, he had the big assist to Ricky Rubio for the game winner three years ago in Oklahoma City. Um, so a strong history for Wiggins in OKC, at least. Um, and also at home. I think he's played well against them at Target Center, too. So it'd be great to have Wiggins available for many reasons. Um, but that was kind of came out of nowhere. Jake Lemons, of course, listed as out with his toe sprain. And there was no Josh Okogie in the injury report released Thursday, which is good to see. He has played in a few games straight now after missing a couple of games with his knee tendonitis. Um, so hopefully the Towns and Wiggins injuries are something they can play through. The Wolves have back-to-back games on Sunday and Monday, so um, perhaps they're, it'd be great to get a division win, beat a team that's chasing them. And then if the Wolves feel like they need to sit them, you know, maybe it's they're sitting them in, in L.A. on on part of that back-to-back, um, or at least sitting Wiggins if if this is something that could linger. Um, you know, it's that's probably a game that it's going to be tough for the Wolves to win anyways in Los Angeles. So maybe you sit him then and, and bring him back for the game in Phoenix. But at any rate, keep an eye on Wiggins. There's a, there's a chance he doesn't play in this one. We'll operate in this preview as if he's going to. Um, listed as questionable as of Thursday night. But uh, but that'll definitely be something to to keep an eye on. All right, next up, we're going to talk about my keys to the game and what I think the Timberwolves need to do to make sure that they win in OKC on Friday. I opened the show by mentioning that the Thunder are a pretty nondescript team. They are basically CP3, Gallinari, and Steven Adams, and that's about it. That Their playing style isn't really unique either. I mean, they're they're bottom third of the NBA in pace. Their offense is also bottom third. Their defense is okay. Um, They're just, they're not a very good shooting team. Really the only thing they do above average on offense is they get to the free throw line at a decent clip. And a lot of that is Gallinari um, doing what he does and Chris Paul being crafty and Gildas Alexander is fairly good at doing that as well. Uh, But there isn't a whole lot to write home about with this team. They're just kind of, they're just kind of there. Um, and, and they're, they're a good team. I mean, they're, they're decent, but, um, you know, it's, it's just kind of a weird collection of guys and, and who knows, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Gilgis Alexander is part of this team's future plans. Chris Paul obviously isn't going to be Gallinari could be, but he's already 31. Um, and so you've got these younger volume scorers and Gilgis Alexander and Schroeder Adams is in the prime of his career, but has looked like he's potentially a little bit slower this year. Um, he's definitely gotten beat up a little bit um, with his playing style. And I mean, he's only 26, but he's played a lot of minutes. Um, Terrence Ferguson could be a member of this team in the future, but it's just a weird collection of guys. For me, I think the Wolves keys in this game, it's going to start with bench play. The Thunder are probably one of the few teams in the league that have a, a clearly worse bench than the Timberwolves. Like there's no question about it. Their bench is worse. Um, could talk all day about Dennis Schroeder averaging 15 points a game or, or whatever, but um, the guy's shooting 44%, 30% from three, doesn't contribute. Uh, he's a bad defender, turns the ball over a ton for for a guy who's coming off the bench. There just isn't much to say about Dennis Schroeder that I, that I feel is positive. I don't think he brings anything to the table for this team outside of volume shooting. So it's going to be key for the Timberwolves to dominate the, the bench matchup. They've done that at times this year. But the team's a little bit thinner with no Jake Lehman. Um, Josh Okogie was in the starting lineup for the Wolves the other night, so he could guard Luka Doncic. It's entirely possible he's in the starting lineup again, um, and he might be tasked with guarding Chris Paul. And the Wolves will probably put Andrew Wiggins on on the other backcourt member, um, or I suppose Culver on the other backcourt member for the Thunder, whoever starts in place of Ferguson. 
So if a Kogi starts, that means Travion Graham's coming off the bench. So there's even less offensive punch there than there would be from a Kogi. And Jeff Teague was was horrible in Dallas on Wednesday. Had started the season really strong, has had some ups and downs, but really struggled of late. And one of the dangers for the Wolves in this one, I, I think. I think to me, the thing that could hurt them the most is a guy like Schroeder coming off the bench and the Wolves not being able to guard him. And he shoots every time on the court as he does and gets hot and the Wolves lose. It feels like it could be like a Jalen Brunson situation or um, or uh, Dylan Brooks with Memphis where the Wolves just can't check this volume scorer off the bench and he, he can't be stopped. Um, and whatever the Wolves do, Jeff Teague should not be in charge of guarding Dennis Schroeder when Schroeder comes in the game. And for as much as I've already talked about not caring much for Schroeder's game, he's still a guy that can get hot and can score in bunches. And and the the whole, you know, um, once in a blue moon thing doesn't matter if that happens against your team. If he has that big game against the Timberwolves, then, then you know, this game's over and they lose. So... I think whether it's Travion Graham coming off the bench and guarding him or whether we're, we're staggering minutes and it's Josh Okoge guarding him, um, but Schroeder needs to be checked off the bench for the Thunder. And similar to Gilgis Alexander, I'd imagine the Wolves put Wiggins on Gilgis Alexander and Okoge and Chris Paul. Uh, they could flip that, um, and then Chris, uh, Jarrett Culver would guard the other uh, starting wing for the Thunder um, that that's starting in a place of Ferguson. So we'll see how that plays out, but given the Wolves track record of giving up a lot of points to, to, to scoring point guards, to lead guards for other teams. Um, they did a good job on Doncic on Wednesday and, and Doncic and Schroeder are completely different players, of course. Um, and it's and guarding each of them is a completely different animal. Um, but the Wolves need to be cognizant of Schroeder off the bench for as poor of a season as he's having in terms of efficiency, he can get hot and the Wolves need to have a strategy to slow him down. Um, and, and likewise, the Wolves bench needs to do something in this game, especially if Andrew Wiggins ends up not playing. Um, but they, the Wolves bench was terrible last time out against Dallas. Um, and, you know, we, we talked about this extensively in our Thursday episode. Um, the entire Wolves bench outside of uh, Travion Graham and a really short stint from Jordan Bell was negative in, plus, in the plus-minus column. Um, Jeff Teague was slightly positive, but had just a really bad game. 0 for 5 from the field, really tentative again on offense, horrible defense. Um, and there was no scoring punch. Kade Bates, Diablo, the way with eight points, but he only attempted three shots. Um, this is a game where the Wolves are going to rely on KBD off the bench. And he could end up getting matched up with Danilo Gallinari quite a bit. And Gallinari is a really good player. He's a good rebounder. Um, a decent rebounder for his size and a really good shooter. And he's shooting 43% from three and uh, the wolves need to be able to check him. So I think Saunders needs to be very careful with his rotation, um, whether it's making sure that Towns is on the court as much as possible when Steven Adams and Gallinari are on the court, or if it's just ensuring that KBD is matched up specifically with Gallinari um, defensively and to just it, he, Gallinari is the type of player that KBD should be able to guard. Um, he should be able to stay in front of him. He should, his length should be able to bother Gallinari from deep. Um, so that matchup shouldn't be as big of a deal. The Steven Adams one is the one that concerns me a little bit more um, just because Adams, 
Adams is the only guy in the Thunder that's an above average rebounder. Um, nobody else in this team averages more than five and a half boards a game. And Adams himself actually only averages nine, but is the only guy in this team that can dominate the glass. And if the Wolves allow too many second chances at Oklahoma City, they're going to pay. Um, the Thunder are going to eventually knock down some outside shots. Um, so if I'm Ryan Saunders, I make sure that anytime Adams is on the court, Towns is on the court. And Adams only averages 26 minutes a game, so that shouldn't be an issue. Um, but I would make sure that when Adams is on the court, Towns is on the court. And when and if there's any situation, if Towns gets into foul trouble, this is a Gorgie Jen game for sure. Um, Gorgie should be able to check Steven Adams fairly well um, and provide some strong minutes off the bench. Um, so... Those are kind of my my scattershot keys to the game. I'll, next up, we're going to kind of summarize those and and talk a little bit about the specifically about the rotation and, and how I think the Wolves should approach this game overall. All right, let's summarize my keys to the game for this game. Talk about the line and my prediction. Um, number one is bench play and holding Dennis Schroeder and Shea Gilgis Alexander in check. Um, SGA is going to start. Schroeder is probably going to come off the bench, but those are the two volume scores for the Thunder. Chris Paul is going to have a Chris Paul game, um, and his numbers are a little bit down this year, fairly aligned actually to last year in Houston. But he doesn't score a ton anymore. His assists are even down a little bit, but he'll he'll get his sixteen and six or whatever. Um, and Steven Adams will probably get his share of points and rebounds as well. And Gallinari, you know, I, I'm the less worried about Gallinari because again, with the thunder, you kind of let their big three guys do their thing. And then you just make sure nobody else gets hot and beats you. Um, and I, I think for the wolves, given their track record this year, that's Schroeder and that's Gilgis Alexander. So the bench needs to come to play offensively and defensively, and the wolves need to hold those volume shooters in check, not allow them to get hot and um and build a lead for the thunder or you know um have a big second half run or anything of, of that nature i also think the wolves need to be careful with the rotation keep towns on the floor with steven adams as much as possible and i think that um, kbd is going to be huge off the bench um guarding Danilo gallinari for stretches and um and mixing in it as the wolves really only scoring threat off the bench unless jeff teague shows that he's willing to shoot the ball and shoot with some touch um then I think it's uh, then then I think KBD is the guy who the Wolves need to rely on off the bench. Um, those to me are the biggest are the biggest things. Um, and then also I guess play with a little bit of pace. I said this against Dallas and, and the Wolves did okay with it, but I think could have done a better job. The Wolves are best when they play fast, especially if Wiggins is available. If Josh Okogie's in the starting lineup, the Thunder don't really want to play fast. Chris Paul wants to slow things down. They want to run their offense, get Gallinari an open three or Adams a post touch. Um, they don't they don't want to play. A fast up and down game like they did when Russell Westbrook was running the, running the show for several years. So the Wolves, if they can push the pace in this game, that would be a, a positive thing to be sure. Overall, somehow the line for this game is is Thunder minus two and a half. I, I think, as I mentioned earlier, the Thunder have eight wins. Six of them have come against two teams. They haven't necessarily been much better on their home court than they've been on the road, which is weird for them. They're six and five at home. And I guess, well, I guess that means they're two and seven on the road. But still, it's not like they've been dominant at home like they have been in past years. If the Wolves have both Wiggins and Towns available, which again, they're they're both on the injury report, um, then this is a game I think the Wolves should win. And, and if I were betting on the game, which I'm not, I would I would seriously consider a bet on the Wolves in this one. Um, I, I don't think this is a – it's essentially a toss-up in my mind, and so that that I'd take the points, that two and a half. Um, I, would, I would definitely take the points and pick the Wolves. 
um, because these are two fairly evenly matched teams. The Wolves are actually deeper than the Thunder. Um, I, I should also mention Robert Covington. He had his best game of the year, arguably. He was 6 of 10 from deep against Dallas on Wednesday. He's another big uh, player in this game because the Thunder are likely going to have Danilo Gallinari chasing him around the court. Um, if they put Gallinari on Towns, Towns will just score at will in the post. And maybe that's the move and they double the post every time and challenge the Wolves shooters, in which case Covington will be a huge part of what the Wolves will try to do offensively. If Gallinari is guarding Covington, uh, Roka should be able to get open beyond the arc. Um, he should be able to lose Danilo around screens um, and, uh, and and get open for three-pointers um, pretty much at will. So I think no matter how you slice it, whether it's Gallinari guarding Roko or... Um, if they if they use some sort of I guess Stephen Adams won't be chasing him so that's that's most likely what they'll be doing. Um, he should be able to get open for threes. Towns should be able to find open shooters. The Thunder team is 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 decent defensively, um, but the Wolves have enough weapons with Towns and Wiggins and Covington, um, and even Culver really I mean should be able to score if he's being guarded by Gilgis Alexander. That's a matchup Culver should be able to win at times in this game, especially on the open floor. Um, so the Wolves really shouldn't have too many issues scoring in this one. It'll just be if they can hold down the the backcourt scorers for the Oklahoma City Thunder. All right, that's all we have for you today. We will have an episode on Monday morning uh, where we'll talk a little bit about this Thunder game as well as Sunday night's game against the Lakers. Um, I will be at the game tonight against the Thunder, so I'll have a little bit of a, of a firsthand take on Monday. Um, you know, being in the game uh, or being at the game in person for the first time this year. So looking forward to that. Um, so check back with us on Monday. We'll also be previewing Monday night's game as the Wolves will be in Phoenix to cap off a four game road trip. Um, and then the rest of the week next week, we'll, we'll get into that as we, uh, as we move ahead, but a busy, I guess, three games in, what is it? Three games in four days, um, here over the weekend through Monday. So a lot to talk about over the next couple of episodes. That's all we have for you today. Thanks once again for listening to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, the Locked On Network is your local experts on the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is Locked On Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.